When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line splat holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steve and Izzy Hey everybody, it's Steve again. Uh, so this week's a little different. Uh, for April Fools, we're doing the Operation Switcheroo, uh, headed by Moxie from your Brain on Facts podcast. Uh, you might know her. She's been on a couple times and uh, might be coming for Jason Matham. Just a heads up there. But we're doing a special bonus episode of one of our uh, new favorite podcasts. So what happens next? Uh, this episode in particular, since we're kicking off April, uh, this one's for Godzilla vs. Kong. So... I mean, check these guys out. Uh, it's Thomas and Amber with So What Happens Next. And yeah, see if, uh, you know, maybe we're like-minded. And uh, feel free to swing on over to him and uh, give him a little subscribe if you like what you hear. Uh, so yeah, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to So What Happens Next. I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week, we are finally delving into the SmackDown to end all SmackDowns. It's Godzilla vs. Kong. stoked to get some uh kaiju action going on this week sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> you feeling prepared 
uh, yeah, for this one. prepared yeah. as I can be. Yeah, um, I'm not really 100% sure what to expect. I've definitely been avoiding spoilers left and right because it took us a couple extra days from release of this movie, which apparently, I just want to say to all you guys out there, like one day does not constitute, oh, it's fine to spoil this movie for everybody. Like (laughs) the ducking and weaving I've had to do on social media and just on the internet in general to avoid spoilers for this movie is absolutely nuts it i'm sorry it puts marvel fans to shame like it's it's absolutely bonkers so i did my best though i don't think i got anything spoiled for me more than you know what was already spoiled in trailers and whatnot so we are talking godzilla versus kong this is the fourth of the legendary productions Monsterverse movies or whatever you want to want to call them, right? So they originally started with Godzilla 2014, moved on to Kong Skull Island, which was set in the 1970s, and then the latest up until now was Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is a direct sequel to the Godzilla 2014 film. And now you have this, Godzilla vs. Kong, which was teased at the end of King of the Monsters. So, broad scale, what, what are you expecting out of this movie, Amber, before we dive into the list as usual and all that? Are you... Are you do you have any particular, you know, thoughts on this one going into it? You know, we, we watched, you and I watched the three movies I just mentioned prior to this one. And I've watched, I spent like a month watching all the Godzilla movies ever. So I've watched everything minus like King Kong 1933. Ooh la la, someone's going to get laid in college. What, uh, what are you, what are your expectations going into this one? Are you like, eh, it's going to be poop Eh, it's going to be like a fight. Oh my God, it's going to be a fight or it's going to just be like, you know, what, what are your thoughts going into it? So first of all, this movie is being streamed through HBO Max. And so we're not going to be watching it in theaters. Yeah. Unlike the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie that we watched in IMAX, which was amazing. Oh my God, was it ever that? And like, I think that really changed my perspective on that movie. Because like when we watched it the other night, I'm like, the monster fights are still pretty good like they're still pretty on point for that film like it's what I wanted but the human parts just really drag it down like it's just it's all just kind of feels half-assed but double ass in how long it is in the movie so yeah. it just was very like ugh. but in IMAX ooh, I didn't give a fuck like and when they're in Antarctica that was fucking awesome but yeah. yeah so so do you think that you're gonna have like a problem with this one watching it on HBO Max well after watching Wonder Woman 1984 which also was streamed through HBO Max I noticed that it wasn't as good as the first one which mm-hmm. I think it's because like the quality is not as great yeah. because they're not putting it out in theaters that's what I'm getting from a lot of these like sequels that are being like streamed instead of like uh, put into movie right. theaters it's it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. So I'm not expecting like it to be as good as right. the last one. If it is, like that would be amazing. But I think there's just going to be like less quality. Although we do have like the same characters, so that's nice. It's not going to be like oh we have like these random like people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. You know, if if it's still out in theaters and we get all vaxxed up, then I'll happily go see it in theaters. I'm I w- I'm really upset that that we didn't get vaccinated in time to uh, go see this one. First dose down, so everybody go get vaccinated if you can in your respective areas wherever you are listening. But yes, we are watching it on our TV at yeah. home, so hopefully the experience isn't 
too hampered by it. From the, the little bits that I've seen here or there, it that's how people watched it, and it was great. Um, so I can only hope that in theaters it'd be better. But to hopefully not spoil or hamper expectations based on the funky things I found, this list is a very weird one this week. Um, you know, usually it's like, oh, this guy directed this other movie and, 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 and whatnot. And this one... There's that, and it just kind of throws you for a loop. So, Amber, let's dive into our five things list here. Number one. As we said, this is a direct sequel to King of the Monsters. So, though this movie has Kong in it, the previous iteration of Kong we saw was when he was described as younger. It was also take took place in 1973 mm-hmm. um which that movie just has a great cast which is weird yeah um, <laughs> but more on that another time so this movie is a direct sequel to king of the monsters mm-hmm. um so you know assumedly we're getting like millie bobby brown and, and friends back in the, sh- in the show <laughs> which <yeah>. um <laughs> the really threw me for a loop one was that the director of this film the only other thing i could find that was like remotely noticeable Aside from this that I'm about to say was like the the Blair Witch Project sequel that just kind of like came and went overnight. Okay. But the main thing I saw that blew me away was he was the one who directed the live action Death Note show with Willem Dafoe and whatnot on Netflix. Yeah, as the demon or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I never watched it, but I, I remember hearing that was like the thing that oh, set these oof. in motion. Yeah, like, and using yeah, like the, a white person as like like I, blatantly white, like I just remember it being this like that was the big oof territory of the Netflix live anime movies that were around. Like there was this, there was like then it spawned like Full Metal Alchemist and Yeah, and like, and like Bleach and yeah. yeah. It was it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of <laughs> poorly like um, done wigs and yeah. really poor acting. I feel like live action anime is just a thing. It's hard to it's hard to nail. I mean, yeah, I think so because it's already bizarre. Like, right. imagine doing a live action JoJo. Not it! Imagine doing a live action Dragon Ball. You know, it's yeah, not like we've true. ever Which done that. They we've have. Never, tried. Nope, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We've never. <laughs> They've never tried to make a live action Dragon Ball. I mean, I feel like such a thing would be abysmally stupid and hardly follow anything of the original storyline. You know, it just just would be bad. <laughs> yeah, now they're trying to do Mortal Kombat, which I'm, I'm down, like I'm I'm admittedly down for Mortal Kombat. Like I think Mortal Kombat is like like the original Mortal Kombat movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it it's a it's self aware enough to where it's like we're a fucking fighting video game, like we're just gonna beat people up and gory shit. And this movie looks like it's dialing it to eleven, so I'm like, that's fine. You can you can do that. Take your Mortal Kombat shit, dial it to eleven, and I'm here. I'm here to watch Sub Zero and Scorpion just fight for two hours and then finish him. But yeah, so he's directed a live action Netflix anime series. So I don't know. For me personally, I don't think that. Bodes How do you even well. get this job? Is my question. I am super curious about that, and I am thinking about looking it up. If this movie is starts slowing down at all, then I might just start looking into it. <laughs> before we come back because I'm I'm really curious how he landed this one maybe it was just not a lot of faith put behind it you know like yeah. maybe they're like oh well you know King of the Monsters did okay so like w- w- we have it kind of rolling down anyway it's already been approved and funded so let's just do it and mm-hmm. I don't know 
number three, which is a thing I am super fucking excited for, uh, is that Mecha Godzilla is supposed to make an appearance in this film as some kind of major player here. So big robot Godzilla, which throughout the Godzilla sort of timeline has either been, and this is where I'm kind of curious, is is it like the Showa era one where it's like an alien or aliens built to this evil robot Godzilla? Or is it like the, you know, other later series where it's like, oh, people built a robot Godzilla. Yeah. Like, is it going to be like, like um, a Gundam? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, is it like, we're going to, we're going to fight him up with, we're going to, we built, we built our Gundam, our Ava, our whatever, <laughs> and we're going to fight the, the Kaiju, you know, or Pacific Rim. Is it like Pacific yeah. Rim? Is our fucking Jaeger. Um, number four is that kind of jumping off of number one is that we're dealing with like a fully grown Kong. So like when we last saw Kong in Skull Island, John C. Riley, who, by the way, is great in that movie. And I, I'm like shocked that he's so good in that film, tells the rest of the cast like oh Kong is just a baby right now like he's he's little which is you know it's kind of a big shock because Kong is pretty big um so in this one he's fully grown and you kind of see that in the trailers where he does kind of have that like beard thing going on which yeah. is which is kind of cool um and then number five which I think is going to be the big plot point here is that Kong seems to have a friend um and by that I mean Kong is it looks like in the trailers there's like a little girl who lives in this habitat with Kong and they both are somehow connected or whatever and she can communicate with him almost seems to be what's implied. So, Amber, mm-hmm. with those five things in mind, build me the ultimate Titan Smackdown. Godzilla versus Kong. So, I think the plot of the movie is going to be at the beginning very similar to the King Kong film with Jack Black and all those other people where maybe they're trying to like they are aware that monsters exist and you know Kong exists and so they go to the island and I don't know if it's going to be like oh like you know for a film production or whatever but they you know evidently bring him back for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because like the military could utilize that, even though they have Godzilla. Mm. So I don't know why they would bring, you know, something like that back when they already have like all these other monsters, because it seems like at the end of um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, like he's the one in charge and everything's kind of like, you know, in harmony basically is what they kind of say at the end. But now I think, you know, they kind of throw that into a loop by bringing, like, Kong in, who's kind of, like, you know, at the same level as, like, Godzilla. And so, of course, they have to, like, fight that out because, like, any other animal, you got to establish, like, some sort of, like, uh, social hierarchy. But, like, in this case, Kong probably just wants to go home. Like, he just wants to, you know, be left left alone um, on his island. Plus, he's got people to protect there. So it's kind of like you took the president like right. from, you know, this like country or whatever, and nobody's there to right. basically, yeah, everything's probably just like chaos or whatever. And now we had a king. I thought we were an autonomous collective. But yeah, I think like, you know, somewhere in there, they're going to bring out Mechagodzilla. And then I really am surprised they haven't done anything with like uh, King Ghidorah because like at right. the end, like the end credits. Right. Like, they show that, you know, they 
Yeah, Charles Dance has the head. Yeah, has the head. And they're obviously going to do some robotic thing with it, you know, Wait. try and resurrect it. So oh, I'm just I'm like, is that, that where yeah. That's this Mecha is? Go- it's Mecha King. We're going to do, if this series keeps going, we are we better fucking do Mecha yeah. King Ghidorah at some yeah. point. I mean, it's going to be Charles Dance or one of his disciples piloting a hybridized cyborg ro- monster Ghidorah. Like, mm-hmm. That's where we're at, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would be great. Like, I would be so fucking down to see that. Yeah. Depending on how this yeah. Godzilla goes. And I think with the human side of everything, you're going to have, like, you know, two split parties. So you're going to have people on Kong's side, like, why did you even bring him here mm-hmm. anyways? Like, you know, he's not hurting anybody. And then you're going to have people on the Godzilla side. So you're right. going to have, like, that clash. Oh, okay. So you think the, do you think the human characters are going to kind of mirror the clash between the two? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because, like, Godzilla's, like, representative of, like, the, I guess in this case, like, the U.S. or whatever. U.S. Right. and Japan. Right. Like, um, the, the kind of, the, like, the government civilization sort of sort of artificial order of things, right? Yeah. Like that. And then Kong is over your nature. Yep. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, your pure nature, no border type thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That, that and that's like an interesting. Yeah. And if yeah. one wins over the other, that has different implications, right? So right. if Godzilla wins, it's you know still like pretty much the same as mm-hmm. it was before. But if Kong wins, is that going to like you know revert everything back to what it used to be? Because mm. again, they're different beings, so they also, have like different rules and things like that. Also, is Kong like if Kong wins, is he just gonna like fuck right back off to Skull Island and just be exactly. like, okay, guys, have fun and yeah. like leave it? And you got like Rodan and everybody fucking shit. Yeah, out. and that yeah. leaves them vulnerable because again, it's like taking out the president. Right. You don't have that person right. anymore, that figurehead that's like in charge. Right. To keep everybody kind of in line in this case, like, yep. you take the king away, and there's just no king. Everybody's yeah. doing whatever the hell they want. That is interesting, and I think it's far more interesting than mine because mine's just kind of derivative. <laughs> I, I so as I said I watched like literally every Godzilla movie ever made between March you know 1st and March 31st nerd wait what um which includes like like the the three movie and obviously Kong Skull Island in preparation for this of those like kind of doing like a calculation in my head of what they've provided me with and then like what has happened in the past movies I really feel like this is going to be very similar to Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Like, I think the plot is going to be incredibly similar, minus maybe the, uh, you know, Space Godzilla angle. Like, I think what's going to happen is, is, I think it's kind of cool how you're like, oh, we're going to almost like pay homage to like the old school, like the 1933 King Kong and do like, yeah, we're going to make a movie. We're going to Skull Island. The only difference is we know what's there. So I think this movie is going to be kind of like Space Godzilla, except it's sub Space Godzilla for maybe Kong. And I think what and don't have a baby Godzilla, which is a shame because that damn thing's so fucking cute. But, you know, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> maybe we are. Who fucking knows? Um, Post credits tease. Anyway. I think what's going to happen is, for those of you who haven't seen Space Godzilla, I think it's going to be um, the humans are like, hey, there's going to be 50-50 split, kind of like what you said. Except the split is going to be between, like, we we need to... We establish in King of the Monsters that, like, humans are titans in a way, like, compared to the others. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, like, the military or some group of monarch or something is going to try to be, like, we need to establish ourselves in this hierarchy, kind of like what you said, and we need to put us at the top. And, like, that's implied Mechagodzilla, right? 
While the other side is like, what if we could like control Kong? Like they find this girl who has this connection to Kong. Like how, how can we use her to kind of control Kong to keep like Godzilla in check? And let's say at this point, like the Titans are still kind of like, let's say they're kind of like a nuisance at best. That's like very like in all those kaiju movies. From yeah. Japan, like right? they obviously don't know what to do um, unless like Godzilla tells them right. like if they, you know, wander over to a certain territory, he's like, you can't do that shit. Like, right. Yeah. And I think like they kind of imply that right at the end, like good thing he's on our side. Like, yeah, for now. And I yeah. think like that's where you get kind of this interesting, oh, you know, it helped when we needed it. And I think that's kind of true with all those old movies, right? Like the Japanese movies yeah. is it's like Godzilla comes and saves the day, but not after destroying the city or whatever exactly. in the process. It helped. But at the same time, if it didn't happen, he would just destroy the city. And I think we're getting a similar idea. So I think there's like part of the humans want to do like a let's control Kong. Which in space, Godzilla is like, let's psychically control Godzilla or whatever so that he doesn't keep destroying our shit. And I think in this case, it's like, let's control Kong to kind of keep everybody chill and keep us safe. You know, keep the keep the Titans away from the cities and towns and stuff and whatever. Whereas Godzilla is just running free and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then the other side's like, well, let's just build Mega Godzilla and fucking kill Godzilla and kill Kong and then we rule because there's no more king. I think the further bit of that is that instead of it being like the main cast kind of split, I think just based on the snippets of preview I've seen, I think it's going to be like our adult plot line, since that seems to be the way we're going here, Mm -hmm. is like hunting for the way to control Kong and like trying to get Kong in to do that and like get him a fight. And I think the, the other end with, I guess, like the kids, though they're not necessarily like just little kids they're obviously a little bit older than that but like Millie Bobby Brown and stuff is them uncovering this like mecha Godzilla conspiracy of like oh Monarch's been building like a robot fucking Titan and they're gonna go kill people like you know how is it better and I bet you the twist is going to be if there is a twist it's going to be this bad guy that they they hint to is like yeah I was going to let them get Kong let them get Godzilla to beat the shit out of each other one of them will kill the other I walk in with Mecha Godzilla and just kill the other one like no problem gotcha end of the day yeah now we rule and I think it's it's going to be a combination of like how do we stop Mecha Godzilla yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting and maybe even convoluted way of like, how do we get to stopping Mechagodzilla like in, in the old school movies where he was a bad guy? Mm-hmm. And then you get kind of the OG Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla where it's Kong and Godzilla fighting the robot one. <laughs> Who do you think's going to win? Since that seems to be the big question, right? It's like, who wins? God, Are you Team Godzilla or are you Team Kong in this one? I think neither of them, if they're going to try and bring in Baby Godzilla. Oh, you think Baby Godzilla is going to come in? No, but I think like they're both going to die, but then somewhere... There's going to be, like, a baby Godzilla oh, that emerges I see what you mean. and okay. becomes, like, the new Godzilla. Right. It's like starting anew, basically. Right. Um yeah, and then, yeah, because I think, obviously, everybody would want Godzilla to win. Because I, there's some Kong fans out there. There's some, <laughs> I see a lot of people, they're like... I know, oh. I saw those, like, stupid memes where it was, like, Bowser versus, like, Donkey Kong. Right. It was hilarious. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's like, half of them are memes, and I think the other half of them are, like, super serious, where it's like, I want Monkey to win, and then other people are like, I want the Monkey to win. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe they just fuck, you know? Like, oh, they just fuck, and it's over. 
That's where you get. They those become the power couple of the monsters franchise. <laughs> you get like a horrible baby Godzilla monstrosity. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, no. I I'm firmly team Godzilla. I don't see how Kong can win this this one. I know and Godzilla I has some shit up his. He could sleeve. shoot fucking atomic breath. Yeah. Kong got and a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the movie will prove me wrong. But I also think what we're going... I think Godzilla is going to win. Not just because of, like, favoritism on my part, but I think they're going to establish Kong as, like, old. Yeah. Because he's, you know, however old in, in the 70s, and now he's, like, a full-grown adult, if not even kind of an old man. Like, this, like 1973 was, was almost 50 years ago. On top of however fucking old he was before, which, like, at some point would have had to have been from the 40s. So he's at least, like, 20-something mm-hmm. by that point, um, depending on that whole timeline. So he's kind of old. And I think we're going to get to that. I think it's going to be, like, Kong. The the whole Kong heart of the movie is that I think he's going to be, like, a father figure to the little girl. And it's going to be because he's the only Kong. There's no other giant ape. And he sees that he can't have kids. He can't have no babies. So he sees this one as like his kid. And I think at the end of the end of the movie, Kong's gonna make the sacrifice play, and like pull the Tony Stark, save his you know adoptive kid from either Mechagodzilla or Godzilla, and Godzilla's gonna sweep up, and then like it's over. Um, that's my thought, and I think that's that's how they're gonna do it. Is like Godzilla's gonna win purely because we're gonna set up that Kong. Even if he wins, he's old. He's not gonna live that much longer anyway. Whereas Godzilla's clearly lived for, like, God fucking knows how long. Mm-hmm. Like, thousands of years, apparently, since we haven't really established anything else. For thousands of years, I lay dormant. Who has disturbed my... Hey, best buddy. Oh, it's you. But yeah. So, Amber, are you ready for the kaiju smash of the century? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Oh, yeah. So, if you guys will give us just a few moments of your time and one hour and 53 minutes of ours as we go and watch Godzilla versus Kong. And we are back. Whoa. What a, uh, wow, where do we even start with this one? Uh, Amber, what, what did you think of Godzilla vs. Kong? It was interesting. As always, the human part of the movie sucked ass, uh, but everything else, like the monster fighting, was pretty good. They indeed doubled the fuck down on the monster fighting. Like, it was great. Like, the fights, like even though there was only maybe like three Kong versus Godzilla fights, there was like a solid, it went on for a good enough amount of time, it was satisfying as hell, and then you also have like, just the scale of it. Like, it's, it felt a lot more like, these are two monsters, like, these are two kaiju fighting a la the old, like, Showa films, you know? Like, it felt like watching those 60s, 70s Godzilla films, but with, 
the upscaled everything like you kind of want. This is also, I think we're just going to rename the whole show. Uh, it's going to be called the Thomas is Mostly Always Right show. Like, <laughs> you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Because um, I almost nailed it, I think, with my prediction of this one. I was like, it's going to be like Space Godzilla, but it, it's going to go backwards, right? And it, it almost went there. <sighs> Except there were no fucking aliens. And I'm really upset that there were no aliens in this film. Like... There should have been aliens. It would have actually made more sense if there were aliens, but no. So let's just start off by kind of giving a quick rundown of what this film was actually about. So from the title, obviously the centerpiece of it all is that Godzilla is going to fight Gong. Uh, our movie opens on a really weird note. Uh, you're presented with like this conspiracy theorist podcaster guy who works at this factory compound place right and he's saying that first off like he's like today is the day where i'm gonna reveal the horrible things that this company's doing and i'm like you're broadcasting this out dude like why would you do that before you do the thing like it's kind of fucking stupid why would you say something so controversial yet so brave but he works at a factory in pensacola florida where while he's uncovering secrets, Godzilla comes and attacks the factory and destroys it. And our sort of conspiracy theorist guy finds this giant mechanical eye underneath the compound. Uh, Godzilla, everyone's like, oh my god, Godzilla attacked us. Like, he's not our savior anymore. Oh no. Which yeah. kind of leads into number one of our five things. That was that this film is a direct sequel to King of the Monsters. And everybody at the end of King of the Monsters was like, cool, Godzilla's... Yeah, Team Godzilla, right. but now they're, boo, Godzilla, right. we hate you. Smithies, are they booing me? Uh, no, they're saying boo Ernst, boo Ernst. Because he's having, he's having a tantrum, basically. He attacked fucking Florida. I don't know why we're... <laughs> I know. Do we really care about Florida? But <laughs> anyways. But to our listeners in Florida, we love you. We're just kidding. But, um... Yeah, he attacks and everyone's like, oh no, he hates us now. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. And it's like, that's not how it usually works. Usually there's something going on, which of course there is. Which bugs the fucking hell out of me. Because it's like, what is going on in there? Why? What is taking so long? The only people that see this as like a Godzilla was triggered and attacked us is the conspiracy theorist and Millie Bobby Brown's character. Uh, I think her name is Madison in the film. And it's like, she goes up to her dad, who is now, from the previous film, who is now, like, the head of Monarch after Dr. Sarazawa's death. Well, everyone's dead. Yeah, pretty much everybody's dead. But he's, he's they, they, <laughs> and they don't get to this until, like, way later in the movie when they're, like, director, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's the boss. I thought he just kind of was working with them, but I guess not. And she goes up to him and is like, Dad, you know, something made him want to attack when you figure out this. And he's just like, shut up, you stupid <laughs> kid. You don't know things. Like, we just got to figure out what made our Savior, our Lord and Savior, so upset. And I'm just like, but she just told you the wait what and this is like you need to be in school which is a kind of a solid point like you're i think when we looked at like the actress is like 17 and i would argue she's probably playing a 17 year old or thereabouts because she's in like a high school setting yeah and i'm just like you probably should be in school how are you just is school different now like am i just too old at this point to know 
what it was what is, is like my experience in high school so different like we had a fucking guard at our high school like making sure we didn't leave this girl's just like i'm not gonna go today like i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go hang out with my dad and i'm just gonna go home instead and i I'm feel like, like she can pull that though because she's like my dad is director of monarch and, that basically ugh. researches all of these monsters including godzilla so fuck you and i think it's even more than that it's like oh yeah um sorry teacher i'm not coming in today i'm just remembering Remembering how my mom like sacrificed herself to save the planet that one time. It's a really tough day. I think I'm gonna go. Like the the character that she's become in this film is like terrible. And it makes me kind of sad because she seems like a great actress. Like she seems like she's got awesome skills. It just seems like this film series doesn't know what to do with her. Like they're like, let's get Stranger Things girl up in front of the screen because we got her. And it's like, okay. Have her do something along the main character lines. Make this a high school film. I mean, if you want. Like, they uncover this shit. But, no. Instead, they just kind of make her a weird conspiracy theorist out of nowhere. And she, like, listens to Conspiracy Theory Guys podcast. And, like, drags uh, her, her Australian friend from Deadpool 2. Um, the kid from Deadpool 2 to go. And he's, like, kind of just a little wimp. Obviously, she's the one, like, running yeah, the show. Yeah, he's a total simp. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's simping for her heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they take them and they go meet Conspiracy Theory Guy. And they have a whole B-plot, basically, where they uncover Mechagodzilla. That could kind of be, uh, you know, d- eliminated from this film and you really wouldn't. Yeah, which Mechagodzilla was fucking, like, Oof. crazy compared to, like, previous movies. Right. Where I'm just like, oh, okay, it looks like a mechanical, you know, version of Godzilla. Like, a little right, toy. Right, right, right. But no, this was like, let me obliterate, like, you, and it was Right, this crazy. was, like, serious mech monster kind of going on, which yeah. is pretty cool. Like, yeah, like, on par with Pacific Rim, I would say. Yeah, it's very Jaeger. Bombastic over here! Oh. <laughs> like, a monster Jaeger. It's not like shaped like a person as much as it is shaped like Godzilla looks to resemble Godzilla but it's almost like if you had like a metal skeleton version of Godzilla instead of having all the chonkiness and like (laughs) went and just like you know destroyed the city and shit like that um so that's like the b-plot which is like you know all two hours movie that that's it that's the whole b-plot uh they uncover that like Godzilla's operated like this evil company that he worked for was the ones that built it and the whole running deal is like we were going to build a mecha godzilla to fight godzilla so humans can be on top again uh called it and um like pissed off godzilla so now godzilla tried to kill them in the meantime there's like the company's enlisted alexander skarsgård and this other biologist who's studying kong to mm-hmm. go to the center of the earth very journey to the center of the earth this movie like there's yes. a lot going on there um and they're like use our way too advanced technology like hover cars and shit uh to go to the center of the earth acquire this power source um that powers all the all the titans and uh bring it back so we can have this awesome super cool clean energy source or whatever and to do this they take kong because they're like oh genetic memory blah 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 and kong goes to the center of the earth to, to leads them to the center of the earth. Uh, he, yeah. And that they find it and Kong 
fights Godzilla. It's it's like describing it anymore is just like describing the fights, right? Yeah. Like, it, you know, they go to the center of the earth, there's monsters there, Kong fucks them up, then Godzilla bores a hole to the center of the earth from Hong Kong and... Yeah, like he yeah. finds him and he's just like, like <laughs> into the ground. And everyone's like, the fuck? And then Kong like jumps up this gravity well or whatever the fuck it is and they fight. I don't want to fight you, Flash. I wouldn't want to fight me neither. Exactly. And it's like it's cool. Like it, it, it was really cool the way they did stuff. It's just like like Amber said, the the human plots are just kind of like whatever. And I yeah. think this movie, especially the Scarsguard plotline, like it's fine being whatever. I think the only things I hate is the little girl, or not the little girl. I'm sorry, the daughter, the CEO man's daughter who like tags along. Yeah, which was like pointless because she just ends up dying anyways, and she's like. Basically, double crossing Skarsgård and the, the other the scientists when they're on the aircraft carrier, and she's and Godzilla comes attack and she goes, "Dump the monkey!" You know she's dead, Amber. Yeah, you know that woman is only here to die, and she gets crushed like a fucking coke can. Like you done messed up, A.A. Ron. It's like she's trying to escape the hover car, and Kong just like, "Oh no!" and just like blows <laughs> up, and he kind of has this satisfied as shit look yeah. on his face when he does it too <laughs> and I'm like that's great uh, I did like the little girl though um, which is on our list and we'll just jump over to number five real quick is that on our list of five things Kong has a friend in this film uh, so when we're introduced to Kong at the beginning of this movie he's in which I I don't like that they did this but like it's fine but I don't I wish they gave us a little bit more of a buffer here so Kong Skull Island, when uh, John Goodman and everybody, they discover the island, it's sort of this, it's in the middle of this storm, mm-hmm. this perpetual storm that's masking the island. It's hinted at in this film that because they use the helicopters to cut through or some shit, that this resulted in the storm encroaching on the island. As a result... They monarch built like a hollow deck for Kong on the island, and the only survivor of the native people is this little deaf girl who can communicate with Kong via sign language and later, which I thought this was cool. Like it was the exact level of crazy shit that I needed was Kong being the sign languaging gorilla. Yeah. Like Kong channeling the inner Coco and just like signing back to them on the boat and they're all just like what the fuck and the little girl's like oh yeah I, I taught him that and they're like when and she's like well, he didn't want to talk to yeah, you yeah all those times that I was by myself basically hanging out with a freaking right? like gigantic monkey which I'm just like when that happened in the first part I was like where is your mother like where is <laughs> where is well, the parental supervision well she died in a horrible storm that's what it that's was that's true but I was just like where is like parental supervision here because this is like not the norm basically right. and you're just having her hang out with this like big ass monkey and you're just like oh everything's gonna be fine I was just waiting for him to come out and just start like smashing people yeah but he seemed pretty chill so I was like okay this- I'll go with it I guess and it's weird because this movie did a really good job like so when we went in like we were both I'm pretty sure we were both like Godzilla's gonna win this fight like Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be Godzilla and (laughs) we're not wrong like Godzilla wins if you want to call it that like for the most part as far as the versus fights go they get their hits in but 
Godzilla comes out on top, I think, two to one. Yeah, he's just fueled by his fury. Yeah, and, you know, like any good versus movie, they team up against Mechagodzilla at the end, and and they, you know, agree to disagree and fuck off. Yeah. It it kind of is almost like a Godzilla rules the surface world, and Kong ultimately goes to live underground, because one of the things Monarch is like, oh, yeah, like, Kong, uh," and this kind of covers the rest of our five things, a couple more of our five things. Yes, Mechagodzilla's in this movie, and Kong is fully grown, which is, like, a problem because he's too big for the holodeck now. Yeah. And it's a constant storm on Skull Island. It's never going away. Yeah. Like, it obliterated the people that were living on there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just Kong and the little girl, all that's left. And it's kind of like, okay, like... I kind of get some low-key, like, Godzilla versus Destroyer vibes. Because it's like, oh, this incident happened on Baz Island, and it killed all the monsters except Godzilla and Godzilla Jr. And, like, we're not going to worry about any of them. Like, they're gone. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, fine. And it's it's very similar. It's like, Kong and his little girl all that's left because Storm killed everybody else. Um, And, like, yeah. It, I kind of wish, though, that it was more like, let's revisit Skull Island and then maybe have, like, everybody there or whatever, but just, like, have this girl, like, hanging with Kong. Like, do, like, Tarzan. Like, I kind of wanted a Tarzan thing in this movie. Like, this deaf girl lives with Kong and, like, speaks to him in this kind of made-up sign language Tarzan style. And then they do all the other shit, right? Because the whole bit was, like, Skarsgård, and I don't get this, Skarsgård wrote a book about the Hollow Earth, which I don't understand why he's such a quack in this movie. Because... Uh, Miles Dyson's character as a youth was like I wrote a paper about it and John Goodman thought it was great in like mm-hmm. the 70s yep. and then they prove it yeah. in Skull Island they prove that the hollow earth is real they have actual objective data that they got from the bombs that says there's this hollow 40 plus years later they get sucked into the hollow earth, like, <laughs> to go to the little Godzilla temple. My lord, is that legal? Why is Skarsgård seen as a quack? Did they just not tell anybody after the world almost fucking ended? That, like, oh, the kaiju, li- like, travel traverse this, like, hollow earth thing. And the whole idea is that, like, Skarsgård's brother, you know, very center of the earth, like, tried to go into the hollow earth and there's some funky gravity shit going on just killed everybody yeah and of course the hover cars can not deal with that which they should have been aliens I'm sorry they got these crazy hover cars they built a giant fucking robot dinosaur yeah like the fact I was I was like oh my god we're gonna go old school and we're gonna be just like the OG Mechagodzilla film and it's like aliens built Mechagodzilla to kill the other kaiju and they're gonna take over the world and all their crazy shit ass technology, like all of it, perfectly in line. They have like a fucking tunnel that runs from Pensacola to Hong Kong in like a couple hours. Yeah. And it's just like, oh shit. Yeah. They're aliens. And they're not. No. They're just Or it's not even like they're using like alien technology, like in Pacific Room, right? Oh, their technology advanced so fast because they, you know, utilize like the kaiju. Right. To be able to create weapons, you know, better weapons yeah, and yeah. just better technology overall. This, it was just like, oh, we have it. And I'm just like, but how within a span of like, if this is a direct sequel, right? like a few years, like what? Yeah. like So, because I think in King of the Monsters, they reference it like it's 2019. Yeah. When that film happens, they're like, it is 2019. Yeah. This is like two years later or so, uh, two, three years later. And they're just like, yeah. 
Yeah. We can, we have hover cars yeah. that can, that have like inertial dampening technology or some bullshit that just like reverses gravity. So you're fine. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck from where? Why do you, why do you, this random company have this shit? Like no one's ever heard of. And so, like the company's whole thing is that they actually want this energy source to power Mechagodzilla because they can't keep Mechagodzilla running long enough to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown and the gang find uh, this like weird little testing coliseum for Mechagodzilla where he picks up one of the skull crawler things from Skull Island and just lasers it in half casually. Yep. Like Mechagodzilla is pretty fucking cool in this yeah. movie. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God, he's so good! Cool. Like, it's not my favorite design. Like, I personally like the third iteration of Mechagodzilla from the uh, Godzilla vs. Against Mechagodzilla film, which does something similar. Like, that Godzilla goes crazy. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! <laughs> and, like, they use the bones of the first Godzilla to build that, and that one goes crazy and is like Mechagodzilla, right? It's like, I am now super robo-Godzilla. I will destroy stuff, and I'm also going to do it really fucking well. Which, of course, happens in this film. Because they use the two, apparently, remaining Ghidorah heads to... They put one in Mechagodzilla, and they have one wired up to all these cool RGB wires, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It gets so much FPS, it's not even funny. Uh, And so, like... (laughs) The I guess the the podcaster guy drops that like the Ghidorah the way King Ghidorah functions anatomically is that instead of sending signals from each head down the neck and then into the next head, it had some kind of telepathic deal going on. So it communicated between the three heads telepathically, and so they're using that with the bones. It's science uh, to to operate Megazord, and they have Mister Sarazawa, which they never go in depth with that character, like. Is he related to Dr. Sarazawa? Is he just happen to have the same last name? Like, what is his fucking deal? It pisses me off that he's not the main villain. He's just there. Yeah. But he's like the Jaeger pilot. Yeah. He drifts with the head and controls Mechagodzilla. And it's like, cool. And then, of course, what happens is, basically, it's like, it, it, it's kind of one of the, it, those jokes where it's just like, Oh, yeah. Actually, it's kind of like Ghidorah takes over Mechagodzilla and just fucks everybody up. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's there. But it's a cool fight. Like, that beam struggle between Godzilla and Mechagodzilla. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, right before that happened, I was like, oh, man, there better be a beam struggle in this film. And, like, two minutes later, they're like, and I was like, all right, we're good. This (laughs) this movie's solid. But, um, yeah, I... what are your thoughts, I guess, on 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 the Mecha Godzilla twist? Before we get too much into the actual Godzilla versus Konging that goes on in this film, with Mecha Godzilla being a quote unquote twist, I mean, everyone knew it was coming. How'd you feel about that? I mean, were you like it's satisfying that like you know where it's going? Were you like, oh, I kind of wish like one of these two guys died? Like, <laughs> um, you know, what were, what were you thinking was going to happen here with Mecha Godzilla? I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I think it made sense that, hey, we want to create this machine that basically allows us to become, like, you know, the top dog. Yeah. Because Godzilla is 
like there's a lot of issues with having Godzilla around. Yeah. I mean, he destroys shit like every single time <laughs> and they have to rebuild everything. And then hundreds of people, probably thousands, die whenever right. these things occur. Um, he's just kind of like a nuisance at, you know, some points. Like, right. yeah, he gets some out of like deep shit when it's like the fate of the world, you know? <laughs> right. When it's like his problem. too. Yeah. 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 So I can see why like it went in that direction. I was like totally okay with it, but I would have preferred if it was like aliens instead of just like, oh, everything's being controlled by like King Kadora, mm-hmm. like the head or whatever and yeah, like the conscience. Yeah. Like they didn't really go into too much information about that. So I'm just kind of like that was a little bit confusing. Right. And I do and I will say I feel like this movie could have actually maybe should have been a little bit longer. Like, this is one of yeah. the times, I will say, like, just a little bit more, like, exposition, especially on the Mechagodzilla front. Yeah. And this is kind of my complaint with the B-plot. Uh, uh, Millie Bobby B-plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, um, she, her and the gang, the conspiracy gang here, are, like, infiltrating these places that obviously have minimal security and don't give a fuck about these people running around. But it's, I, I can suspend disbelief on all that shit. My problem is that they don't really do anything. Like, Mechagodzilla would come around anyway. You could have had the human characters doing that, the other human characters doing this. Like, I feel like the your movie either needs to be longer and, like, deal more with what the hell's going on there. I mean, it's kind of my complaint about King of the Monsters, right? It's, like, double down on Millie Bobby Brown. Or get rid of her. Like, you pick one, right? Like, yeah. either if you're going to have her be, like, such a main character in these films... Have her doing more stuff that impacts the plot more. Because I care more about... You've made me care a lot about Kong. I was kind of shocked at how much this movie like humanized Kong. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really care about Skarsgård. I care more about the lady scientist. I care a lot about the kid and I care a lot about Kong. And like that sort of group, I want to follow them. I want to see Hollow Earth. Yeah. I want to see what they're doing with Kong. Uh, and I and you do you get to see when he finds the axe with like a Godzilla scale in it and 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 all the other cool shit that happens and he charges it and I'm just like yeah fuck yeah let's do this thing mm-hmm. like he's got he's got the Stormbreaker axe like Thor let's fucking go. It just keeps getting cut up by this conspiracy theory plot. And though it pays off, I guess, in that you get to see some cool God- Mecha Godzilla action, I feel like you're right. Like, give me some explanation. Where did you get the Ghidorah skulls? Were there just two left and Godzilla actually only destroyed one? Yeah. Is this some result of, like, Charles Dance's one head? Because there's only, like, one confirmed surviving head at the end yeah. of King-, King of the Monsters. Unless... Godzilla just vaporizes one and left the other two on the ground. Like, okay. Yeah, but we don't get any exposition on that. It's kind of just like, oh, like, it happened, it's there, but we're not going to take the time to explain, like, how we came to that point. And I think that's a little, like, irritating to me, at least, because in the first movie, we spent, like, a lot of time, you know, going over at least some of the exposition. And then here, it felt a little bit rushed, I guess. Yeah, and I which I expected because for sure. yeah, again, it's on HBO Max. It's not really in theaters right now. Um, yeah, so it's just yeah, it's kind of just there. Yeah, I get, and I mean, that's what everybody like 
cried out for at the end of the of Godzilla 2014, at the end of King of the Monsters, everyone was like, give us more monster yes. fights. <laughs> and this movie delivers. Like, yeah. I, I, it totally delivers. Even the little bits where Kong's just like, no, you don't fucking touch my people, and just like smashes this flying snake thing against the mountain. Like, dope. I'm down for that. But at the same time, I think there is a degree of like, I need that exposition. Even if it's stupid bullshit, I need more than just a, you know, don't try to understand it, feel it crap. Yeah. And I think, like, that's kind of where these movies, I think, could really draw from the old ones. Like, I think about, especially the run, the the high size series from, like, the 80s and 90s. Like, even when it was, like, nonsense. Like, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, that time travel in that film doesn't make goddamn big sense, okay? <laughs> it's probably one of the worst time travel movies ever, because yeah. it just doesn't track. But they still just explain it. Like, they tell me, oh, we went and we took the old, the dinosaur that turns into Godzilla and just dumped him in the ocean. He's there. And then when he comes back, they're like, oh, fuck, what? And it's like, oh, it's because, like, where we dumped him, we ended up dumping a bunch of nuclear waste. So, he's back. It doesn't really make any sense because, as you know, there's a dinosaur there. But, also, <laughs> but like, in the, in the world of the film, it's fine. You know? Whereas in this, they're just like, oh, fuck, what do we do? And then it's just like, oh, let me take this whiskey that's, like, really important to me and just dump it in the computer instead of hacking into the computer and, like, Mechagodzilla's defeated. And I'm just like, huh. Is that it? Like, that's it? Mechagodzilla was defeated by, like, a belt of whiskey? That That's the movie? Because yeah. after that, it's like, Kong and Godzilla beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And it feels more like you wrote yourselves in a corner. You made the Super Godzilla that Kong and Godzilla couldn't defeat. Mm-hmm. When it's so simple to just be like, Kong can't beat it, Godzilla can't beat it, but together... They could beat it. That's your movie. Why are you making this extra steps of like, yeah. well, I can't deal with it. Um, so, you know, it, it's there, I guess. Like, it's fine. I I don't think I'd ever be asking for more human plot in a Godzilla movie, but there it is. Um, I think just a little <laughs> bit more exposition. And I don't mean like any more than maybe an hour, if even that. I'm not asking for the Snyder cut, <laughs> you know? The Snyder cut. So, Amber, like, what do you think, aside, I mean, I, I have my own complaints as, like, the big Godzilla fan here, but, like, what what is something you would have liked to have seen in this movie that would that you didn't get? I mean, I, I personally think it would have been cool, like you said before, that they were aliens, because I think it's that extra step. My problem is, like, in every other Godzilla movie with a mech that humans make, it's, like, a good thing. Like, they're like, we built Mugira, we built Kiru, we built Mechagodzilla to fight Godzilla because he, he keeps fucking her shit up. And everyone's like, awesome, great, we have a robot to combat Godzilla. In this movie, they're like, no, don't fight Godzilla. And I'm like, but why? Like, you bring up a great point. Godzilla's kind of a nuisance. And so (laughs) I think it would have been really cool to be like, we built this. And then the evil twist is that we're fucking aliens and we're going to use it to kill you now. Yeah. And that's where Kong Godzilla team up. But um, what is something like you would have wanted to see in this film that like you didn't get? or, Or if you guys could tweak this film and make it more like that much better because I think this was was what floating around at like a 70-80% online right now yeah I kind of wish it would have been like Mecha King Ghidorah instead of like a Mecha Godzilla because that would have made more sense especially where everything ended in the last film where you had that one guy he had somehow gotten the one of the heads yeah because and so Godzilla i was just like okay it would make sense if he had partnered up with this guy in you know this movie this yeah. guy who has loads of money or whatever 
Um, and they created like a King Ghidorah or revived right. King Ghidorah, basically. Uh, that would have made more sense to me. And then maybe somewhere have like, you know, how they got all these like technologies and stuff. It could have been from aliens. Right. Like somebody from the alien race is like, oh, hey, like I'm just an advisor or whatever. And then right. like. You're like, Sarah Zola. Yeah, exactly. Sarah yeah. Like, and that then at, very, at the very end, he's like, oh, no, like, I'm not on your side. Like, right. I'm here to, like, destroy the human race. And that's where you have, like, Godzilla and Kong having to come in and basically uh, save the day, like, once again. Right. Yeah. I. Oh, my God. That's great. Like, <laughs> and it, it, it tracks, right? Because that's what you get in the 80s, 90s films. Yeah. Like, the Mecha Godzilla or Mecha King Ghidorah happens. They built Mecha King Ghidorah with future technology. And then the very next film or so, one or other, I think it's like Mothra next. And then the one after that, they're straight. They get the Mecha Ghidorah head, the robot one. And they're like, finally, we can beat Godzilla. And they build Mecha Godzilla out of it. That's your progression here, man. Like, you build Mecha King Ghidorah in this film. And you just follow the same progression. Like, you think you can control it. And then it turn, the other two, you know, non-mechanical heads, or however you want to divide the heads up, you know, take over. It becomes this, but it's like a super Ghidorah. And so you have to now have Kong and Godzilla set aside their differences and fight Ghidorah, you know? But wait, there's more! Then you have maybe Mr. Sarazawa, question mark, from Planet X or whatever the fuck they're from in the other movies you know, escape kind of like a BD Wong does in Jurassic world. Yeah. And then just have him like, right. And then just have him be like, it's okay. I have plan B and he puts down like the Mecha Godzilla plan. Yeah. And like, that's your next monster verse movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like that obvious, like plan obviously failed. Right. So it's like time to move on. And that could lead into like a different movie. And yeah, it would be cool because it'd be like, oh, apparently Mecha King Ghidorah, like King Ghidorah is not good enough. We need to fight fire with real fire. Yeah. Atomic breath of atomic breath. And that's where you get (laughs) Mecha Godzilla in your, in your what, fifth movie, I guess it would be. Yeah. I totally feel that. And I think the alien angle is great. I think it would have totally fleshed out this Mr. Serizawa who's just there. Yeah. Like, he's he has maybe, like, five lines in this whole film, and, like, one of which is just protesting the CEO, who's like, you get in the fucking robot, Shinji, like... <laughs> <laughs> like this is essentially what it amounts to, and it fries his brain, and, like, okay. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think as much as I loved the Mechagodzilla fights, as much as I loved seeing Mechagodzilla in this film... I would be more than fine getting a Mecha King Ghidorah here and just waiting one more film to get Mecha Godzilla. And your next film can just be a straight Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. You know? And I think it would be fine. But no, I don't get that. So, like I said at the top of the show, I watched like everything that exists on Godzilla more or less. With this with the exception of rewatching that god awful fucking anime that happened and the Matthew Broderick era Godzilla movies or Godzilla movie and show. Um, but I watched all those, including the past four MonsterVerse films uh, with you, Amber. Or, I'm sorry, three MonsterVerse films um, with you, Amber. So you watched those with me. So that's Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Including this film, where would you stack this? Like, where are you? how are you stacking those movies? Like, one, two, three, four. And where is this one falling on that scale? Oh, this one's probably, like, the fourth one. So I would put, yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Godzilla, 
and then Kong Skull Island, and then this one. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Wow. Explain yourself, please, because <laughs> I feel like there's a whole world of people out there, including me across from this table, that have a hard disagree here, but with some of the, some of your list. But w- what's your reasoning? Well, the first one I saw in this, like, MonsterVerse was the last one, um, mm-hmm. King of the Monsters. And that one was really cool because we saw an IMAX, so that probably right. has a big, you know, impact on my um, ranking. And then I never got to actually see Godzilla, right. like the first one. Right. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, this actually helps with my understanding of how Godzilla came to be and, mm-hmm. like, basically how he turned... You know, from an enemy to someone that they could kind of like rely on, or they had a better understanding of like what he, why he does the things he does. Right. And then uh, Kong School Island was pretty good. It was pretty fun, but it was you know campy and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of ruined because they originally had that one King Kong film. Uh, oh, the Peter Jackson. Yeah. Film? Okay. So you, it was ruined for you because of the Peter Jackson movie? Yeah, because of the Peter Jackson movie. Oh, okay. Um, so I wasn't, like, I didn't go see it when it came out. Right. And I only saw it, like, with you. Right, right. Um, after you convinced me to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one was, like, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't at the top of my list. And then this one, yeah, I feel like it's good. Like, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> they're not bad at all. Like, I would watch it again. But... I definitely see kind of like with any movie that's like coming out now that's like oh the second to you know the first Mm -hmm. like Wonder Woman 1984 it's not the quality is not really there and it's probably because it's not coming out in theaters you're not gonna have like a bunch of people like watch it Mm -hmm. but yeah I can I can just definitely see that there's like some stuff that's lacking obviously that we've discussed so far. Wow. Okay, that is not. I'm I'm surprised by this. I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know what I was getting into when I asked the question, but I didn't think yeah. it was that. Oh, okay. Do you think? Do you think then? Since you mentioned that, you know, the only one of these you've seen in theaters is King of the Monsters, and that's at the top of your list. And we yeah. did go see it in IMAX and all that stuff. So, do you think that if and or when we have the opportunity to go see this film in theaters? Do you think it will score higher for you? Like, do you think that'll change your score? Or do you think you're like, nah, it's still like nothing's going to save this one. It's the bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah, I don't think it's going to save this one. Because when I saw King of the Monsters, it just had like a different effect on me. Like, it was so cool seeing all the different monsters Mm. and like even like the theatrical like music and stuff like that. Like, I remember specifically when things like went dark when they first saw Godzilla, I was just like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. that was amazing. Just, like, the music paired with, like, the, um, like, with the effects and everything. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, like, they obviously put a lot of energy into it. Right. And they even had more characters, like, in the last one that we did not get to see in this one. So that yeah. was kind of disappointing. I am a little, you know, you, you bring up good points. First off, the music in King of the Monsters is fantastic. I, yeah. I think it's easily peak of all these films i mean kong skull island has a good soundtrack like they do the 70s music really well and they don't they get a little close to beating you over the head with it but it's at least not like 
I don't think Fortunate Son happens once in this film set just after Vietnam, which is like kudos to them for not fucking beating that dead horse. But, you know, King of the Monsters, Bear McCreary, I believe is how you say his name, uh, is the one who composed music. He also did the music for uh, God of War, the video game. And, um, I mean, the guy like really went to like, okay, let's put, you know, Japanese sounds in this film. And not just that, but like, let's actually take some of... uh, you know, the original Godzilla film score, like the music, like Godzilla's theme is the same. He like reorchestrates that theme with more like uh, traditional, you know, uh, Japanese instruments and whatnot and like has it going and it just, it pumps you. Like, and like watching that movie, I totally agree. Like that stuff is memorable. I couldn't hum a single tune from this film and like it wouldn't play in my head. Yeah. And I was actually a little disappointed that we didn't even get like Godzilla's like original theme once in this film. Yeah. Like it never happened. Um, and I get that, like, you know, Kong originally came out in 1833. There's probably not a whole lot of memorable Kong music to throw around here. But it did. This felt like it was close, but trying to be something new that yeah. just didn't really stick the landing for me. I think if I had to put these movies in order, I think you kind of convinced me. I think I like King of the Monsters best. And I know, like, not everybody feels that way. You know, the whole, oh, the human plot sucks and whatever. And it does. It's not great. There oh, are yeah. totally notes I would have to change that. <laughs> But King of the Monsters would definitely be my number one. I'm kind of in... It's really hard to pick, but I think number two would have to be Kong Skull Island. Because, like, it's... It's like you said. It's campy and it's fun. And I think those two things are, like, exactly what this MonsterVerse needs to be. Is, like, it just... If you have some movies that are campy as hell, but, like, also kind of have that action, over-the-top action, like, Skull Island, awesome. If you want to go with the dark world ending foreboding shit, like King of the Monsters that's cool too like it doesn't feel like they're disjointed it feels like they're all part of the same universe but it's just different style number three is definitely Godzilla versus Kong um but I when we watched it I gained a lot more appreciation for Godzilla 2014 like you were like oh I like this movie and I remember like in my head I was like what (laughs) (laughs) this is okay I guess and you're like this movie's really good and I'm like huh so I kind of like started paying attention to it and I think like as a natural disaster type film, it's really good. Like, it's not Shin Godzilla good. No. But it's, it's, I see what it's trying to do, and I can appreciate it for that. I don't think it's a fantastic Godzilla film by any means, because it is kind of slow. There's a lot of human stuff, but you're, you're not watching the film through Godzilla's eyes. You're watching it through a human's eyes, which this movie definitely starts to steer away from. Where it's like, no, nah, it's the monster. We're watching, yeah. <laughs> but it does it in kind of interesting ways. Like it's like we're gonna do it through Kong's eyes, which are humanized enough to you know work, as opposed to like Godzilla fighting people. We're just gonna make Godzilla kind of like a superhero. You yeah. Know? But yeah, I think it'd be King of the Monsters, uh, Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, and then Godzilla twenty fourteen. As far as the monster verse is concerned, I will also say that I believe this was supposed to be like the last monster verse movie. Um, that we were going to get at least with Godzilla in it because of some kind of copyright issues, which is where all the hashtag uh, continue the MonsterVerse or whatever it is stuff came. It's kind of coming on the coattails of the Zack Snyder Justice League Mm -hmm. bit. Um, I guess, and I guess Legendary has actually like acknowledged it um, and has said that they do have some ideas for a continued MonsterVerse. It's just a matter of if they're going to do it. But with the like sheer success of this film, which is wild to me that this film is so successful, like yeah, like it broke the box office uh, for the pandemic. Yeah, there, it was like this is the most successful pandemic film ever. Come out. I'm like yeah, because like, 
And it makes sense because like with Tenet, you know, disclaimer, we fucking hated Tenet. Go listen to our episode on Tenet if you want. But like that is not your blockbuster save the theaters film, especially in the middle of the pandemic when there's no vaccine and nobody's like going to go. Yeah. And it's just like people don't want to like sit there and watch something like that. That's supposed to be super serious and super like confusing like you really have to like watch it and like think about it even then it's like i don't even know what the hell happened like half the time right but you want to watch something that's just i don't know a little bit uplifting i guess or that's like easy to like that's it's easily easily entertain you yeah it's an easily and this movie is an easily digestible monster mash for like two hours yeah and tenet was like a three hour long like cerebral thought attempt to be thought provoking and I mean we're already like fucking tired I mean we've probably all like been stuck inside for like pretty much a year over a year right now and we're just like you know it yeah I can't imagine anyone wanting to go through that yeah and like it just everything's been stressful enough and now I gotta like sit and really ponder this film maybe I just want something that's like you know over the top monsters fighting good guys win everyone's chill yeah that's awesome. all i need like i just need something right. like nice like that to watch to get my mind away from everything like else this, that is going on this movie ends on <laughs> such a positive note too because it's like okay godzilla's like like kong is the shit beat out of him like yeah. this whole thing like godzilla beats the fucking piss yeah. out of him axe turns out barely does anything to stop him <laughs> um you should have gone for the head you know, there's a bitchin' scene where, like, Kong pops his dislocated yeah. shoulder back in on a building. It was really cool. But, you know, Kong Kong is, like, beaten. And Kong does not give up. And he's like, I'm going to fight you, Godzilla. And Godzilla, you know, after they beat Mechagodzilla, they tear that motherfucker to shreds. Like, Kong looks at him and is like, okay, we're going fi- to finish this right now. <laughs> and Godzilla, like, looks at him and he's like, no, nah, we're cool. Because, like, at, there's a couple spots yeah. where, like, Kong saves Godzilla from Mechagodzilla. And it's just kind of like, we're cool. And Kong, I kind of liked it because the whole sentiment for Kong was, I want to go home. Yeah. This whole thing, the whole film is, I want to go home. But they're like, one, we can't because Godzilla will come and kill him. Like he tried to do on the boat. And two, he can't live on Skull Island anymore. The holodeck is too small. So where is he going to go? And you have this kind of great ending sequence, which I've read in a couple places was supposed to be a post-credits bit. Oh, okay. um, but everyone's like, I. They're pretty. The consensus seems to be, what was the post credits is just the ending, which is Skarsgård and the biology woman and the little kid in the Hollow Earth center of the Earth, where Kong is just living. He's kind of king of the center of the Earth, you know, and Godzilla's assumedly up above. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. I actually feel perfect. It's weird that it's like this movie is satisfying, mm-hmm. you know. Like, if this really is the end of the MonsterVerse, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I, I can deal with those four movies. You want to give me a Mecha King Ghidorah movie? Or, like, a Alien movie Biolante. or something? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but fun. I feel like having, like, a monster plant yeah. would be just, like, really cool. Well, okay, um, okay. Then, it'd then be final, really campy, but it'd be pretty Final cool. question, then. What, what if there was going to be one more... One more MonsterVerse film. Mm-hmm. You can't just do Kong versus Godzilla 2. No. And let's say you can't do Mecha King Ghidorah either. Okay. What do you want that film to be? 
it would either have to be Biolante or Space Godzilla. <laughs> Something that is so crazy, yeah. like that it's just like so campy. Yeah. But it would be so entertaining if it was done right. Like yeah. if we had like Space Godzilla, that would be fucking like great. I'm just because I actually enjoyed it. that one. I love Space Space Godzilla. Yeah. Fun. Like I, I like I think it's fun because you have like the baby Godzilla for a little bit and. I think the human, I think Space Godzilla has my favorite human story. Yeah. Because it's like, you got the grizzled guy and then the two newbies. And yeah. then you also have the B plot with the mob. Like, it, it's there. It's like, this is good enough. Like, this is yeah. fun. Oh, man. But Biolante, like, I feel like that'd just be, just, I just want to see the, like, MonsterVerse version of the super ginormous fucking plant monster. Like, yeah. that would look so goddamn cool. Just have Del Toro come and do some creative design on that, and I you got it. yourself a monster it. plant. But at the same time, like, just, I'm just, like, reimagining, like, a space Godzilla, like, a crystalline, like, modern Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Maybe get rid of the weird shoulder spikes yeah. and, like, just change all his spines to, like, some kind of crystal thing. Give him them, like, gnarly-ass teeth like he does. Like, yeah. I just think there'd be, like, a really be cool design there. Man, that's really tough to top. I think I have to agree on Space Godzilla uh, would definitely be one of my picks. Or probably Destroya. Okay. I think I would say a Destroya movie would be pretty cool. It'd be kind of tough because it'd just be like, oh, another kaiju monster thing. Or maybe even go so far as to be like, Destroya is like our attempt at genetically engineering a kaiju. As opposed to like building a robot. That's they, not a real monster. Right. They're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like, you know, they try to use, like, they introduce the oxygen destroyer. Yeah. So they might as well go full full nine yards, make the destroyer. And, like, they made it out of some prehistoric whatever and genetically engineered this monster that goes yeah. crazy at the end, you know, and you know, they have to defeat it and all that shit. Like, that's your movie. I just think, like, Destroyer is also a badass, so it's just, like, would be cool to see this kind of shape-shifting monster running around. Um, let us know, guys, what you guys would think. Uh, if, you, if you get one more Monsterverse film, uh, what, what would you want it to be? Do you agree with us? Are there other choices out there? I mean, we kind of are sitting in the 80s, 90s films, obviously, with our picks, but there are plenty of other films that have happened uh, that many monsters can make a debut. However, final question of the day, Amber, standard out of 10, and would you suggest people watch this movie for Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah, so my rating would be probably a seven and a half, and I would definitely recommend people watch it. Again, it's on HBO Max, so if you don't really have anything else to do, like it's still a pretty fun movie to watch, and I know most people have watched it and um, liked it. Yeah. So I, mean, I would definitely recommend fresh it. On, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah, and there is, are definitely so. other ones that have recently come out that were not certified fresh. Yeah. And that I would steer clear from. Oh, yeah. Looking at you, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yeah. Which, go listen to our episode on that if you want more thoughts. It's It could have been great, but it decided it didn't want to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you talk about movies like that. Well, it, it decided did, it, it didn't want to be great. <laughs> it didn't want to be great. It had a great... It could have... It wanted to be too much. And I think it's because, as far as that movie goes, I think it's because the Snyder Cut was around the corner and they're like, fuck it, let's make it two and a half yeah. hours. And it's like, it doesn't need to be but it decided to be anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, so yeah, this movie, I, I think I'd give it an 8. I think I'd give it a solid 8, and that's really the things holding it down are 
just the way that these films are treating Millie Bobby Brown, like, I feel like this times, especially in Stranger Things, like, when the drama in Stranger Things kicked up, I'm like, wow, she's good at this. And then these films just kind of have her as this edgy teen. And I'm like, I feel like there's, like, it's kind of wasting this person. And I'm like, give her something to do or don't have her here at all. Yeah. Like, it's weird. King of the Monsters suffered from the same thing. It's like she's there and we're barely going to do anything with her. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot more that had to do with like her mom and I guess like yeah. her parents dynamic and even like the military. There was a lot more like done with them. Right. And I would have, you know, appreciated seeing more of like what, you know, Monarch is doing, right. what the military is doing. And I think this is the same exact complaint I have with that movie in where it's like she's just that little extra bit that's a little too much. Yeah. To where I either need more of the like a bigger portion of it all being about her and whatever she's doing or I just need that taken out. Yeah. You know, and in this movie it's there but I don't really care as much. Like it's tough to get the dynamic of that group. I get that Deadpool 2 kid is like you know, the lackey guy following around. But then, like, who's the boss? The conspiracy theory guy? Is she bossing him around? Why is she bossing him around? Why isn't he doing the boss? Yeah. Like, I kind of wish that they gave us more of that, but it was these two kids kind of, like, stumbled into this adventure with this conspiracy theorist guy, right? Like, it just sort of worked out. But, no, they make her kind of the boss, running the show, and it doesn't really track well because we still never really learned, like, why she can do this shit. We were just sort of told that... Her mom, quote unquote, trained her. Uh, I don't get that. Maybe that Enola Holmes movie is is somehow enlightening to all this. Maybe she's not a great actress or something. I don't know. Um, or maybe like she's really good at comedy. I have no yeah. idea. But um, yeah, I feel like if you're gonna have her in the in these films, you need to, this character anyway in these films. Give her something to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like kind of the one thing that's holding it all back. The whole conspiracy theory B plot was really lacking. For something that was building to Mechagodzilla that I feel like you either could have shoved into your A-plot or just elaborated on. Um, so yeah, solid 8 though. Like, it's monsters beating up monsters. And I mean, it's it's doubling down on that from King of the Monsters. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's fine. That's all. It's what I wanted. I wanted Godzilla fighting Kong. I didn't want some highbrow intellectual nonsense. I didn't want to sit here and think hard. I wanted unabashed fan service and, and just... A monkey fighting a lizard. And I got it. And I got a robot too, which made me feel pretty cool. Like, <laughs> awesome. I still think it's my third favorite of these movies. You know, it's not my top, but but it's it's good. I would definitely suggest people watch it. As long as, if you like these types of things, then I would totally say watch it. Because there's nothing, you can't really go wrong with it. You're not going to be like, if you think too hard, obviously you're going to be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like... The movie is literally not asking you to. Yeah. It's like, hey, we know this is campy and dumb. Like, just go with it, you know? Whereas you have something like Tenet to kind of show the irony, I guess, more here, where it's like, you got to really think about it, but don't think about it. You just got to feel it. And it's like, we're, we're, we're aiming on the high intellectual end, but we don't want you to really, you know, nitpick this. Whereas this movie's like, nope, it's a monkey fighting a lizard. <laughs> you really shouldn't think too much about this. Yeah. Like, there's nothing going on here. And it's enjoyable. Um, so I'd definitely say say watch it if you get the chance. So Amber, what do we have going on next week? 
So next week, we're going to revive an old lost tape, if you will, <laughs> that due to you know complications that we had, uh, we weren't able to put out initially. And so this time, we were able to actually go back with um, guests that we had on for this particular episode, and we'll be doing A Clockwork Orange. That is right. So one of our, at least so far, hopefully it stays that way, two lost episodes, uh, A Clockwork Orange. We're sort of revisiting it for like a small screens. Uh, Amber here had the brilliant idea of uh, just using the small screens platform to just, why don't we just talk about this film? And thankfully, the guests that we have on for that episode are willing to come back and just shoot the shit about A Clockwork Orange. So it was originally a traditional episode like this one. What do we think is going to happen? And then let's talk about it. But you know, it kind of worked out really nice. It's a fun episode where we talk about some really interesting shit about a very interesting movie. And it's our, like, second step out into the Kubrickverse, you know, coming off of our first episode ever. But until you get to hear us talk about what we talked about, but what you didn't hear us talk about as far as A Clockwork Orange is concerned, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this is So What Happens Next. We'll see you guys next week. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now